Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hey, hey, everybody. Jesse Salee here. I'm so stoked today um, because I was actually reading a book called The Artistry Way, and I just all of a sudden had this desire to know uh, the top 10 songs and the importance of them from my close friends. So Paige is with me. Hey, Paige. Hello. And I asked Paige uh, what her top 10 worship songs were. And we didn't have one that was the same, like not even oh, a that's single. That's interesting. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And, and, and so we just talked about it. And Paige loves these kind of questions. Yeah. And uh, really, we just concluded how much weight songs have in seasons and um, just the importance of them. And they're almost like um, markers in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we're just going to go through our list. Are we going to like bounce off? Let's let's do it. Yeah, we can bounce off. And I just, in thinking about it, I like to put it into context for the listeners too. Like, okay. why do I want to listen to Jesse and Paige talk about meaningful worship songs in their life because you have your own set list everyone has their own worship mixtape like of their life and it's really interesting to think about it I was when when we go through the list I was really surprised to see how many were from my childhood Mm -hmm. like songs that I definitely do not have on a playlist right now Mm -hmm. but that were profound and so as we go through these like just to think about the biblical reference to you have to think about the songs of scripture like there are there are um, songs of lament. There are songs of pilgrimage. Yeah. There are songs of love and affection. There are songs of festivals and feasts. And, and there are, are war songs that, you know, people would sing going into battle. And so I think it's just uh, I want to encourage everyone as we talk about ours to, to think about your own life set list so far what worship songs has the lord used to shape your life and have they been war songs love songs songs of pilgrimage songs of of lament and so so yeah let's start with our our top 10 and jesse you can can lead the way okay sounds good but yeah i love that challenge just go ahead leave in in the comment section of uh when katie posts this podcast give us your top 10 we need to know yes and if you can't do 10 if you're overwhelmed by that do one or do three or, or do 25 because i have like 15 it's runner-ups tr- it's true <laughs> i've got to figure out where i'm going to sub one out by the end of this episode because yes. it's not on my list and i need it in my top 10 so that's good that's good okay you can go first okay so first one for me um is i surrender all so if you've heard me talk about my worship leading journey, you know that at Super Summer, uh, it was my 11th grade of Super Summer. They tell us to walk around the camp before we enter, to confess your sins to the Lord, to nail them on a cross before we go forward. And people are nailing their sins they wrote on a paper to the cross. And there's like 80 of us, so it's taking a while. And I just feel the Lord say, sing to me, sing I surrender all to me. So I start singing it and years later he said jesse you started leading worship at that point um and so that song is super important for me 
And I think you should go. I think we should popcorn it. We should go. Okay. I love, I love that. Um, okay. So holy and anointed one. This is like early nineties throwback. Old school. This is, would be from Vineyard Music for those who have watched, just to make a connection for those who have watched Jesus Revolution lately, the guy, um, what was his name? Lonnie. Was Lonnie the guy's name? Like the hippie guy? Uh, he went he went on to be one of the founders of vineyard later um in his life so and of course like jeremy riddle now is associated with vineyard so this is a long-standing worship ministry decades old but one of their songs holy and anointed one i can remember specifically being in second grade on a church ski trip doing like a devotion at night and um the youth pastor leading the song and just um just feeling intimate with Jesus in in the lyrics of the song. He's the holy and anointed one that his name is like honey on my lips. Mm, and so I really good. wouldn't have even fully understood that, but I remember the way it made me feel even as a second grader. So that is cool. one of my first impactful worship songs. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, the next three I'm going to give, I'm going to give back to back. And you talking about the importance of a season Oh, man, college was very important for me. I um, Basically, when I was 18, I joined church choir at my church because you had to be 18 or older to join adult church choir. And then the second half of college, I was on the worship team at the Baptist Collegiate Ministry at Southeastern. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. So um, I just, I don't know. I would say I'm a pretty secure person. I'm not... Um, shy I will just keep it at that but um I just don't raise myself up in places and so I remember going to the BCM and not knowing anybody it felt a little exclusive it felt a little clicky um you know because people want to be with their friends and I was not in the friend group because I went to Grayson my first two years of college so this transfer didn't know anybody so I remember making uh, friends with a few people, and um, my friend Micah <laughs> Tennyson, Micah Tennyson. I remember he, Micah. Yeah, he's so sweet. Um, loved his family and who he married. Um, but anyways, he said, Jesse, you can sing. Why don't you sing a song for us? He gave me his guitar. I sat down in Brandon Brister's old office. Yeah. The director Going on the right. Yeah. Yes, yes, there. Uh, he gave me the guitar, and I sang Oceans. Wow, and, uh, way to just, like, start out bold. Yeah. Why don't you sing us a song? Okay, I'll sing, like, the most vocally complex song <laughs> of the 2000s. But it was the most important <laughs> of that time. I mean, how, how much has that song ministered to people? Oh, yeah. it's on my list. Exactly. Yeah. So, Oceans. Um, I sang Oceans, and I remember people coming through the door. Like, who is that singing? And I remember the Lord saying, I, yeah, I'm raising you up here. And so I got to start leading worship yeah. there because of that. And so Oceans, Holy Spirit, and the song I Surrender by Hillsong. Yeah. Um, all of those songs have importance to me because we led those in college. And I still feel the spiritual anointing on them to yeah. this day. Holy Spirit by Francesca Bettistelli. That one. By the tour waltz that Francesca did. Okay. I knew the version we would do Walker is Smith. Kim Walker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the same one. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm going to throw back a little farther, back to childhood again. Let's go. Um, shout to the Lord. Darlene Sheck via Hillsong Worship. Mm. 
So that's probably circa like fourth grade. But I told Jesse, and I, what I love about that song, I remember that's the first time that I saw people be expressive in worship. I grew up in a conservative setting, and uh, but I can remember people lifting their hands. I can remember people standing, um, and I remember <clears throat> my dad was a, a minister at that time. I would travel some, and he was doing a youth retreat in Branson, and I remember specifically the testimony of how he, everyone was sitting down, and he felt led to stand up and worship, but he didn't want to, and then it got to the lyric, forever I'll stand, and he just had to surrender to it and stand up, and so I just wow. remember, I just remember that. It was oh. profound, like the Lord used the word to, to make him stand and worship, and we have different postures of worship, standing, setting, bowing, whatever yeah. setting, it doesn't matter, um, but I just love that, so, and of course, um, I would note that 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 would be also early 1990s, and Hillsong worship did pave a way for modern worship, and yes, they've come under much, uh, much scrutiny, much of it is justified, mm -hmm. but I just want to make the point that worship is powerful, and that you do have a target on your back when you're used as an instrument of God, so yeah. I just... I want to honor them in that for pioneering that and allowing the Lord to use them. I think you're, you just said, I surrender, reference that from Hillsong. And mm -hmm. so even though they're walking through a tough time right now, I love looking at these lists. And we talked about oceans before yep. and seeing how God has used a, a tapestry and a fabric um, with different groups and people to minister to his global church. So shout to the Lord is no exception. Um, next one, I would go Be Near by Shane and Shane. Um, based off James 4 8 basically draw near to God and he'll draw near to you so um, just it just reminds me of adolescence and of the simple prayer of drawing near to the Lord that is still a song I listen to sometimes life's complicated and I really don't know what to to pray it's just easier to pray be near yeah. God be near and so just a simple confession worship song that's relevant in any season that's so good uh, mine, the next song that actually I put down ministers to me in that way. Um, whenever I started church choir, uh, I sat in the alto section because the only person I knew was my eighth grade choir teacher, yeah. Heather. And she ended up being my college Sunday school teacher. And so Small world. Our, yeah, our Sunday school class was a class that just worshiped at her house yeah. we actually had a lot of amazing singers people that still lead worship to this day my friend jenna tolan oh, helps yeah. at fairview sherman cool. my friend megan who's now a full-time um, missionary with her husband in yeah. asia it's just so it was so sweet so special and because of that and because i grew up at a baptist church we would do more hymn gospely stuff and I learned the Gaither song, something about that name. Yeah. And we would sing it a cappella. And I still sing it a cappella to this day with people at, you know, Entourage. That's Janelle Is on that the board. Janelle, does Janelle sing Her that over favorite. people sometimes? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's she it. loves it. And it's on the In the Garden album me and Jed are working okay. on. So there's something about that name. Love it. That's a good one. Um, okay, I think this is my last major, major throwback, but uh -huh. this may even go to the late <laughs> 80s. I'm not sure what year it was released, uh, but it's The Anchor Holds by Ray Boltz. And I would say this is not a worship song. It's a Christian um, 
it's, it's a Christian song, but not a worship song. But I, uh, talking about songs of lament, songs of, of comfort. Yeah. I, my, my dad was a full-time minister, and my parents went through a divorce. And on the day that I just kind of figured out that the world was going to fall apart for a minute, I, uh, we were about an hour from home, and, and I just had to hold that information privately for an hour in, in the car. And once we finally made it home, I made it to my room. I turned on my big boxy CD player, and either I had a burnt CD in probably so, or a Ray Bolt's album. But the anchor holds is what was playing as I just like hit my knees uh, before the Lord to just cry out like this is not good and the lyric says the anchor holds though the ship is is tattered um and the the anchor holds though the sails are torn Mm. and and it says and i've fallen on my knees and and it just it just paints this picture of of someone like basically having their vessel torn apart but knowing that like when our anchor is in him it holds and so for me that was a song of of comfort and security in, in that day and certainly in that time. So I'd have to have that on my, my list. It's powerful. Um, my next one is because of a mission trip I went to in 2014, just graduated college, and I'm terrible. See, see if you went with me, you could tell me all the details. Your but New it, York mission trip? Yes. So New York City, um, they did, like, they would transform school buses into stages on the side of the road. So cool. In the different boroughs. Yeah. So during the week, they would have, like, kind of VBS Sunday school type. But on Sunday, their church was filled with the kids. They would actually use the buses as buses. Bus these kids. I mean, 18 months old, no shoes to their older siblings. Yeah. Bust. The parents are not with them. It's just the leaders. It's just crazy to think about. They would bring their pennies, and they would just bring their hearts, and they would worship the Lord. And they sang... Jesus at the center and they taught me that song yeah and after hearing 1500 kids bear their souls to the Lord singing Jesus at the center of it all that simple gospel message it just still echoes in my heart and I just love it what year was that 2014 so how excited were you like 10 years later when Maverick City released part of it on their Christmas <laughs> album and then people finally knew it? Yes. And I then we really got, we did it, it before. At, yeah. And now yeah. we kind of have it on rotation at church. Yeah. So it's great. I knew it from you and it being your favorite, but I didn't know yeah. it from outside of that. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. Um, okay. Number five or six for me would be Hosanna. Yes. Um, that's Brooke Lidgetwood, Brooke Frazier, Hillsong United. Um, Man, just a powerful song. He'll pick any lyric in it, but heal my heart and make it clean. Open up my eyes to the things unseen. Show me how to love like you would would love. And um, yeah, yeah, just an anthem prayer. That is a song that doesn't get old, and it never will get old. I bet it's like her. I bet it's her most requested song. If I was to guess, I feel like I've heard that. Can't say if that's true or false, but. It's a yeah, cool what a beautiful name might contend now. It might. I, she's got a lot of good ones. <laughs> she does. But anyway, it's a powerful, powerful song that yeah. I think it's a bold and declarative prayer yeah. of, of who Christ is, is Hosanna, and of, of what we want him to do in our lives as believers. What, was it just two years ago, last year, when she came out with the live ballad version of that song? It's just beautiful. It's my favorite. On the um, Take Heart album? 
I don't. I I think it was just a studio one-off, like a single that she released, and it was so beautiful. Maybe that's so. my favorite version of. She's awesome. She's, she is awesome. Jesse knows. I think that Brooke Ledgerwood is the goat. She's like the think greatest Brooke of all time. Brooke Ledgerwood <laughs> is the goat. So we agree. <laughs> wow, she's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. Number seven on my list is near and dear to my heart because I learned this song in an all men's prayer group. You heard that right. So um, whenever I was nine, my parents didn't want to go to church with us, but they gave us the option of staying. So I always kind of was angry during my youth and was just looking for spiritual leadership. And my pastor, Chet, was just talking about his morning prayer group. And I was like, I'd love to come to that. And I went and found out it was an all men's prayer group. And they let me stay for a year and a half. And all we did was read a psalm. Yeah. Um, pray over, like, words that were highlighted in that psalm and would worship. And Sounds awesome. Yeah. And one of the songs that he did in his repertoire of yeah. guitar songs, he just played his acoustic guitar and sing, was Give Thanks. Yeah. So I learned the song Give Thanks from Pastor Chet. And it's just, like, gratitude. It's just this... A song of thanksgiving that's just so important and yeah. there's not very many songs like that specific to thanksgiving and it's very special i bet you enjoyed stephanie gret singer's yes release stephanie of and it. melissa's duet on her faith of my father album go yeah. listen to that version it's great we used to fall asleep to that at night we had a, an, a cassette tape that my mom would play and it had some solid again late nice. 80s early 90s oh, yeah. songs so that's what I think of uh, when I think of that. Um, next on my list would be Oceans. Um, again, it's a, it's so a good. It's a declarative prayer. It's a it's a song um, petitioning the Lord to invite you into the depths. And I remember mm. back when people used to write well, they still do obnoxious blog post headlines. There was one that would go around that would say, "Stop singing Oceans." It was clickbait. <laughs> But it was making the point, like, do you understand what you're singing? Like, do you, when you sing, spirit lead me where my trust is without borders, do you understand? Like, you better be careful, like, doing that. But the yeah. truth is, that's the most beautiful place you could, could be with the Lord. And I, um, so good. with my first child, with all my children, I always have a worship set list. Uh, in fact, I'm curating one right now, so I'm pretty close on, on this baby that's coming. But Oceans was my song that I just played over and over again in the final like when like when you're laboring down and it, it's not real comfortable part and you're just like eyes are closed and every you're just waiting until the baby comes but it was for there being like a being a lot of pain in the room and just things that come with childbirth it was so tangibly like mm. spiritual and peaceful to welcome a child into the world wow. with that song uh, hard. So good. It's it's really mind blowing that honestly so much peace in the presence of God can exist in a time of so much physical pain while you're having a baby. And yes, I had an epidural, but it didn't work a hundred percent. So so I can feel plenty of stuff for there to be pain in the midst of the peace. We'll refer you to other people on childbirth. <laughs> yes. No, just yes. kidding. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, that'll make me skip to my last one, which is new wine. Um, Brooke Ledger would yeet yeet yeah. kill song. Um, oh man, just the depths of the song, new wine. But at three in the morning when I was pregnant with Sage, 
the Lord told me that was her song. So I had it on repeat, uh, delivering Sage. So it was playing yes. whenever I had her, and it was playing the last 30 minutes yeah. <laughs> of pushing. <laughs> and and yeah. so New Wine was just playing, and I even told the nurses, I said, I'm sorry if this is annoying to you. It's the same song. They said, no, it's so peaceful, is yes. what they said. And um, I thought of that song um, preparing for Mum's the Word, our event. You should do it. In September 14th. Oh, yeah, I'll sing it over them. I think it, I love the way that Jonathan David um, Helser says this, but he talks about how, you know, God commands his angels to watch guard over us. And he poses the question, do angels know what their assignment is going to be when a baby is born or are they waiting? This is going to make me cry. Or, do you, have you heard this? Hold no. Or he says, or are they waiting in the delivery room as well to see a new image bearer of God wow. for the first time? <laughs> like to, to see, they, like they know God, they're in God's presence, but they get to see a revelation of the image of God and humanity that for whatever reason he has shared with us. So when you think about all the crazy and wow. yuck of a delivery room, there is something profoundly sacred. And I think that that's just, yeah, there are angels waiting for their assignments as those babies are being born and, and, and kingdom, kingdom kids coming in. And so it's really special. So um, good. Yeah, o- Oaks was born, Gratitude was his song. Emmett was born fast, and I thank her for it. So we didn't, like, linger long on a song, but um, mm-hmm. um, it is well. Um, so good. It is not it is well the hymn. But Christine like, DeMarco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that version is what we listen to. So good. Um, okay, Seasons by Ben Hastings, recorded through Hillsong Worship originally. I think it's probably one of the most well-written songs ever. Yeah, um, agreed. Love it. Um you need to listen to it, and then listen to it again, and then listen to it five more times, and then go and cite all the scriptures that it's it's painting a story about. But but one of my favorite lyrics, and I have it, I put it up at Christmas time on a sign on my fireplace that says, "Because um, you're the God of greatness, even in a manger." Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's just it's a pro, it's not a Christmas song. It's just a profound life song with a lot of good truth. Um, it's on my In the Garden album. Can't wait. You can't. I mean, it's seasons. I asked you, you to seasons. sing it at the very first Hearts at Rest. Okay, that, and that's probably why I know it. I've sang it so many times at um, Entourage yeah. and um, different times at church. And relative to Mom's Lord, if you're not done working, God, I'm not done waiting. So good. Yes. So good. Um, reckless love. I, mm. there, there's a verse in John that says, keep yourself in the love of God. And, um, and we know that perfect love casts out fear. I think reckless love just has a special anointing to stir up the love of God. For when I hear it, that's how I feel. Like I feel God's tangible love. I've been around youth girls before when I worked with junior high youth. Katie and I both worked with junior high youth for a while. And I remember we went to a disciple now, First Baptist or whatever they call it now. And there was this big stained glass of, of Jesus carrying the sheep, the good shepherd carrying the lost sheep. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then they were also leading that song for the first time, February 2018. Oh, wow. So it was just coming out. People were just hearing it. And people love to make controversy out of nothing. And, you know, that song's no exception. Like, mm-hmm. some people liked it. Some people didn't. But I remember the girls in my um, youth group who were sitting in my house said, we like that song. And I'd say, do you know what it's about? And they're like, 
no, <laughs> not really. And I said, did you yeah. see the big stained glass of the, of the shepherd carrying the sheep? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's, it's talking about leaving the 99 to go and get the one. And so mm-hmm. any song that you can share the gospel to, how is that not a win when it reminds you of the love of God, when it keeps you in the love of God? That's um, good. And then finally, this is what I had to add to my list. And I think I'm at 10 because I took one away. But Raise a Hallelujah, which is Jonathan, David, and Melissa Helser via yes. Bethel Music. Mm-hmm. That was like um, a war song, 2018. We had a baby that was uh, born in our church that was born without oxygen, technically deceased. And the church, actually, I didn't go to this church to Victory Life at the time, but the church rallied to pray in all hours of the night and all mm-hmm. shifts of the night and the song wasn't even out yet then there was just a video clip on youtube of it and it was just like all you could do is go to the lord and raise a hallelujah mm-hmm. and um and so it really lit a fire for war and intercession um in in the second chronicles kind of way that that you hear referenced where they send the worshipers out front into battle maybe brought a revelation of that i didn't understand before and certainly we've sang it many times oh, yeah. many many times entourage probably the rest. single most like saying worship song yeah yeah sometimes you just got to put your combat boots on yeah yeah and um so that was really revolutionary for me but i think as of today that would be my top 10 worship songs i know did you have runner oh well i skipped a new one because you were talking about babies but oh, yeah. i can't leave without saying there is a cloud so there is oh, yeah, a cloud yeah. from elevation it, so brooke is the goat but elevation worship is like bar none my favorite just worship music yeah and as a whole i just think there's something very prophetic about uh, and timely about their music that just stands out to me personally how it how it ministers to me but there is a cloud chris brown sings it um, I was just singing it like it was my song the year before I was pregnant with Sage and I yeah. knew it was my song and then I got pregnant with Sage and that was uh, the theme of the baby shower that Paige and Entourage actually threw for me and they said what's your theme I said uh, the shower of blessings from the Lord yeah and we actually got to play it at that um, at my baby shower but just the story of Elijah is so important to me in so many ways in so many seasons so in first king first king 17 18 right in that part of the story yes yeah mm-hmm. just for anyone's one to know what specific part it's that part yes it's yes. about um the land being dry for three years 17 18 19 yeah yeah for three years and then um basically elijah tears down the altar that they misused restores it to be an altar for the lord and once that is restored, rain comes. Yeah. And, yeah, the people thought they wanted water, but what they were missing was the Lord. Yeah. And it's just so good. So love that. And then my other one was Spirit of the Living God because Phil Wickham's amazing. Phil Wickham is amazing. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got any runner-ups? Mm. Or that's yours is solid. <laughs> mine's, pretty, mine's pretty solid right now. Yeah. That's a, I agree with you on Seasons. In the garden is special to me. I'm surprised gratitude wasn't on your list. Gratitude is super special to me. But you can tell, clearly songs are very sentimental, so I had specific reasons for all the songs. So gratitude, wow. Yeah, I love gratitude. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a lot of worship songs like that. Right, like King Jesus, love King Jesus. All hail King Jesus. All hail King yeah. Jesus. Um, I, I speak Jesus. All of those songs bear a lot of importance to mm-hmm. worship right now for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just all of Jeremy Riddle's album, uh, live in the prayer room right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Probably a runner-up would be um, Phil. Speaking of Phil Wickham. Mm-hmm. Um, you're beautiful. Messiah, you're oh, beautiful. so good. Especially, I love the ocean, and I go generally at least once a year. And there's nothing like sitting at the ocean and playing that song and just imagining being in heaven in the presence of God. And so that that's, that's a pretty good. classic Ooh, song for good. me that I'll never get tired of. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that. I How think he that's loves. It. Okay, I'm How done. Loves. Okay, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna done. stop. Shut her but down. We encourage you to again. It's good. It's good to ponder your list because actually, what it does, it makes you meditate on the faithfulness of God in yeah, your life. Absolutely. So we just got to talk about fun songs that we like, but what we really got to talk about was the testimony of God's hand in our lives, whether it was again in in war, in lament, in whatever the season was, and so. Um, yeah, but Jesse, it's great to have you here. As Jesse mentioned, she's she's stepped out from her role of entourage doing worship stuff. She's in worship in a worship songwriting school herself right now, and Olivia is um, is taking the reins. And so, uh, but we loved having this fun conversation, and we want to hear what your Top favorite. Top ten, yeah, let's go. We'll post in the comments. So good. Yeah, I think that's it. Bye, ladies. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 